how can I establish land connectedness legitimately as a settler? I've gotten this question like a hundred times and I still struggle to give a proper answer. Um, I feel I have to be a little bit careful when responding to this because I'm not really a part of the situation. I'm neither a settler nor am I an indigenous person whose land has been settled. But since I get this question so often, I'm going to risk sharing my thoughts here. So please drop comments if I'm saying something stupid. I think that animist culture is something that does rely partly with your heritage, but that is also sort of overexposed, and that overexposure risks leading to ethno-nationalism, where people seek this sort of deep root origin rather than engagement with uh, communities and landscapes. Because animist culture is also, perhaps even more so, something that springs from lived relation to the landscape that you're inhabiting. And this is a difficult point to bring into action today because it implies that you know the way to address North American or Australian landscapes would reside in those landscapes. Therefore, a settler Nordic animism in, for instance, America, you know, to take that example, it might take a starting point from a specific heritage, even a heritage that has been imposed on people through racialization. But an American animism also has to be American. It has to be appropriate to American landscapes. It has to spring from American landscapes. And therefore, it's difficult to get around Native American knowledge uh, in this question. And that makes sense because animism is about relating to those landscapes more than about seeking your inner core for some essence or race or culture that will cathartically reveal itself to you, some you know, uh, authentic uh, identity or something like that. However, in the building of relation, you know, the process of colonization cannot be ignored. That has charged relation between uh, different cultural groups or racial groups with such incredible levels of distrust and hatred that it's almost impossible to even mention this, you know, from an animist perspective, rather evident point. This tension even pushes some leftists uh, towards cultural essentialisms or even ethno-nationalisms that, you know, today you also find among many, for instance, woke identifying people who basically choose to become ethno-nationalists in order to avoid the problem of how to outline an ethically legitimate basis for cultural exchange. Taking a woke identitarian or leftist ethno-nationalist position, that position that basically frees you from dealing with my opening question here of this little reflection, how to be legitimately land-connected as a settler. Now, uh, so some people, they just conclude, no, no can do. That's not available because settlers are settlers. So they should perhaps reside in 
some seclusion from land connectedness. As if even the idea of coming into land connection is some sort of settler's move to innocence or similar stupid ideas that universalize the Protestant notion of guilt. I'm deeply suspicious of these ideas. I feel they imply basically saying that contemporary white people have to stay fucked up. Because if they stop being fucked up, then who am I supposed to feel better than? I find the moral and global implications of this conclusion to be wrong in any way that you can almost imagine thinking about right and wrong. So, we still have to, you know, relate to this thing that there has been genocides, land thefts, racisms, and violent assimilation programs, and all this have been followed by swarms of white hippies who have descended on the remaining elements of native culture with the ferocity of locusts. And this has understandably made many indigenous groups make very clear public statements where they invite white hippies to basically leave their heritage be. But there's also another story, one that we mostly don't hear, and I mentioned this in, in another video, uh, that is that I regularly interact with white people who are in very respectful ways engaging these kind of indigenous cultural elements that they're getting from perhaps decade-long learning relations with indigenous elders who are teaching locally appropriate ways of engaging spirits of those particular landscapes. This is a story that we rarely hear, but it contains my first attempt at a recommendation that I can see for how to achieve land connectedness as a settler. It is learn through relation. Knowledge that is shared with you through personal relation with the legitimate teachers or elders is legitimate. If you don't have a genetic or cultural alignment with the group that this knowledge originates from. Challenging that point means challenging the management of knowledge that this individual knowledge keeper is handling. For instance, telling an indigenous elder that she isn't allowed to share this knowledge in a way that she or he finds meaningful. Because somebody else believes that there are other concerns that overrides the legitimacy of this elder. The second recommendation is even more difficult because it won't bring a solution about immediately. The thing is that the degree of post-colonial anger and tension and distrust is not the same in all places. It is very high in places where abuse of indigenous groups have been more intense and it is less in places where colonization has been less violent. I sense, for instance, a less contentious relation between, say, the Norwegian and the Sami than, for instance, between some American indigenous groups and settler groups. There has been oppression, sometimes very violent, but there hasn't been any genocides. That's an important difference. Also, the Sami and the Norwegian are ancient relations, actually. So though there, though there has been very abusive patterns, there's also been reciprocity. Norwegian kings used to insist that they were really in part Sami as a way of building legitimacy as Norwegian kings. And the Sami also know that Norwegians are also legitimate inhabitants of Norway. Norwegians might be settlers in Finnmarken, but they sure as shit aren't settlers in Telemarken, you know? So there are different levels of abuse, uh, trauma, and ensuing tension. And what exactly does that apply, imply? Well, I think it implies indigenous empowerment. As long as some of those atrocious abusive processes that some indigenous 
people are voicing persist, then the relations, the relation of settler to that land is defined by the relate, that part of the relating to the primary inhabitants of that land. And I don't think that a white person can just sort of write herself out of the relation created by, for instance, white dominated society. That means that creating a healthy land connect, connection implies some kind of active, perhaps activist allyship with indigenous groups. And that's not something where you can expect that it just goes ka-ching and then you've served your time at the barricades and you know now you can get to all the fun stuff. It, I th think it probably has to be sort of a goal in itself. It's part of doing right by the land is to stand by the original custodians of that land. Yeah, so these are my basic uh, suggestions and they might be evident to some. Uh, and uh, I realize also that it might not be exhaustive. I hope some of it is not too stupid, uh, but it's kind of the best I can give you. Knowledge has to come to you through legitimate relation. And even if and when it has, then you probably still have, have to handle it with a little bit of extra caution. And I think you have to support the rights and struggles of uh, indigenous groups. Yeah, these are loose thoughts because I'm not myself part of that whole situation uh, in direct way, ways, but I deeply feel that solutions to that question and that, though, that they are they're, they're shots at solving some of the really great great problems in the world. So I really think it's a, it's a question that we need to dare talking about and we need to dare trying to say what we think about. Cool. And just a word of gratitude to my Patreon supporters whose contributions allow me to continue exploring and popularizing Nordic animism as a contemporary struggle to recover uh, knowledge of land connectedness and kinship with the more than human community of beings in order to inspire less destructive ways of building human community in a world that is marked by collapsing connectivity and multiplying crisis. So thank you so much to my Patreon supporters for enabling this work of mine to go on. See you around.